0: What is up guys? Welcome to Wrestling World. I'm your host, Austin Boyer. Before we get into tonight's exciting episode, a few quick podcast shout-outs, as always. Alright guys, check out the Cult Film Companion Podcast. Next we got the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. Check out the Fan in the Van Podcast. The Crime Divers Podcast. Check out the Sense of Shelf podcast hosted by John Wesley. Check out Two Mexicans and One Mike part podcast. Check out the Hill Truth hosted by Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Check out the South Bridge podcast. Your Daily Writing Habit with Christine. Check out the I Seen It podcast. Be sure to check out my four favorite teachers, the Fandalorians. Check out the Fandalorians podcast. Check out the Hashing It Out podcast. The Geek Gauntlet podcast. Check out Augusto All Elite podcast. The Smokers Lounge Premium 6 podcast. Kimi's Tea of the Day eighty seven fifty podcast hosted by Yeti Yeef The Air Quote Wall Podcast The Dirty Hills Podcast Check out the Suns and Shadows cast check out my boys from Pittsburgh with Decay with the Boys podcast I Scream You Scream for Movies Podcast Check out Two Men No Hope Check out the story of my pet podcast. Tea with Mike. Check out the Modern Northman saga. The Stench of Adventure. If you're a fan of ghost stories, check out the Haunted Tales podcast. Check out the Quad Pro Quo podcast. The Films and Firm Firmation podcast. The Canary P.I. Podcast. Blog Access One-on-One. Check out What We Just Watch Podcast. Check out What Are Your Thoughts on This Podcast. And last but not least, guys, check out Bold Talk by Joe and the Mr. Gentlemen's Podcast. Also check out the Wrestling Insight Podcast. So be sure to check out all those shows I just listed, guys. They can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and wherever you stream your podcast. And if you want your podcast added to my list of weekly shout outs, feel free to message me at Austin Boyer twenty five on Twitter. I'm always willing to add your podcast to the list. I love supporting other podcasters, so Please feel free to message me. You know, I love doing this. I love supporting you guys. So please give me a message and I'll add your podcast to the list. So tonight, guys, we are going to talk about Clash at the Castle. But before we get into tonight's episode, I want to talk about something real quick. A few episodes ago, I talked about why I dislike The Miz, and it seems some of my comments have rubbed some people the wrong way. A lot of people are saying they disagree with my comments, and that's fine, you know. But I wanna, I wanna clear some things up. I wanna um, tell you why I dislike The Miz, um, and a lot of people say, you know, he, he plays his character well. He plays the chicken shit hill. And yes, he does. He 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 does play the chicken shit hill, and he he might play that character well. But my problem with the Miz is that I just I just don't see what people see in him. Nothing really stands out for me with the Miz. You know, I I, I just I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't get the appeal. I guess I don't know. Um he just doesn't look like a wrestler to me. But that's probably the main reason I dislike the Miz, and I just wanted to clear that up, you know, a lot of people are going to have different opinions on the Miz. Some people think he's one of the greatest heels in WWE, I just don't see it. I think there's far more better heels than the Miz right now. I think there's a lot more people in the back that should be put over way more than the Miz. That's just my opinion. Yes, the Miz is talented on the mic. But aside from that, I just don't see what people get on him. What people see in this guy, other than he can talk. So I just wanted to clear that up, guys. But, um... Yeah, like like I know it's rubbed some people the wrong way, um... I've had a little bit of backlash on Twitter, people that disagree with me. So I just wanted to to get that out there. I do stand by what I said, though. But that's what I like about your opinion. You know, we're not always going to have the same opinion. We're not always going to agree. And I appreciate your opinion. So thank you for... Um. Voicing your opinion and, and telling me your thoughts. Okay, guys, tonight we're gonna talk about Clash the Castle. Clash the Castle. There's not a stacked match card. There's not a lot of matches to discuss. Um, we still, have, <coughs> excuse me, we still have another week um, before Clash the Castle airs. It will be this Saturday, this coming Saturday, which I guess WWE is doing Saturday pay-per-views now. Um, They used to, used to be Sunday, but apparently it's Saturday from now on. But yes, yeah, Clash the Castle, it's rumored to be very exciting. It's supposed to be a big event from what is being told. But tonight we're going to discuss the match card and I'm going to discuss my predictions for each match, which is something I rarely do. I rarely ever discuss my predictions. Um, I rarely ever do these type of episodes, but hearing that the fact that Clashed Castle is supposed to be exciting, I figured I'd voice my opinion. So first up on tonight's episode... The first match we're gonna discuss is Gunther versus Sheamus. Now, this one to me is, is exciting. And honestly, I hope that this match is probably like the co-main event because Gunther versus Sheamus, I, I would imagine is going to be great. These are two extraordinary athletes. They're both very talented in the ring. I'm a fan of both, and I'm excited. You know, Sheamus is one of my favorite heels. The guy can talk. He looks the part. He's good in the ring. He's fit. You know, Sheamus, to me, is the total package. And, And Sheamus, you know, his booking has been decent over the years. But it seems like whatever you throw at Sheamus, he takes the ball and runs with it. You know, you could put him in any type of feud and he will shine. But, but that's just my opinion. And it definitely seems like in this match, he will put over Gunther. Um, Gunther is a breakout star from NXT. You know, we all know him as Walter. Um, he came to the main roster he's dominating everybody um, but I think this time I think he is going to be put to the test against Sheamus I do think this is going to be a great match um, giving Sheamus style in wrestling and Gunther is a very technical wrestler he's, he's very good but I definitely think Gunther will go over as they want to build Gunther up, you know, he's a NXT guy, he's the new breakout star, you know, Sheamus is a veteran, so I definitely see Sheamus not having a problem with putting Gunther over. And I, for one, am excited for this match, because I don't expect this to just be a typical Gunther squash match. Ever since we've seen Gunther on TV, you know... He squashed most of his opponents except Shinsuke Nakamura, which was a great match, in my opinion. Um, and I expect this one to be a long, lengthy match. No, not, not like a 15-minute like a, a match, but I expect it to be, you know, a, a decent timing. Th- this might be a brawl, you know. I don't know what we're going to expect to see in this match. It is interesting to see Sheamus as a babyface. You know, very rarely do we see Sheamus as a babyface, but in this feud, this view particularly, it does seem like he is the babyface going in. Um, obviously, you know, they gotta, you know, they gotta make Gunther look strong, and if anybody can make Gunther look strong, it's Sheamus as we've seen Sheamus put over, you know, numerous names. And it's good to see Sheamus you know, still having feuds and still in storylines, and and, and it's, it's good to see where he's at. I'm not a big fan of, you know, him with Ridge Holland or, or Butch, which who we all know is Pete Dunn. Um, I don't feel that Sheamus should be in a stable. I feel that he's good as a singles competitor. He doesn't need two other guys behind him. But if he's going to put these guys over, then I totally get it. Make these guys look good, help them, you know, whatever. It makes sense. I would like to see Sheamus on his own for once. And back to singles competition. I'm not feuding in the tag team division. I, I, I would like to see Sheamus go on an intercontinental run himself. But I don't believe now is the time. You know, this is obviously Gunther's time, and I expect him to go over. So I'm picking Gunther for this match. Gunther's the, you know, the breakout star from NXT, you know, like I said. So I, I definitely see Gunther going over. Maybe afterwards facing Shensky again and then continuing that feud. That was an exciting match. But yes, Gunther is my pick. Next up, guys, we have Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Or, excuse me, Seth freaking Rollins. This match, um, due to Riddle's injury, I don't know if this was a storyline injury, if it was a legit injury that Riddle had, I don't really know. Um, I do know Riddle... Was out of action for a while. And this match was postponed. You know, it did not happen. I think it was supposed to happen at SummerSlam, I believe, right? But now, here at Clash to Castle, we are finally getting Riddle versus Rollins. Um, I honestly am expecting Rollins to go over. To win this match, you know... Obviously, Riddle, you know, hit, Riddle taking a loss to me isn't a big deal. And being that this is their first match, I, I don't think that this is going to end a classic cash. I do expect this story to go on. But I do see Rollins walking out of this match at least the first match I do see Rollins walking out the victor You know who knows if there's going to be a second match you know Cody I know Cody Rhodes probably will return soon I'm assuming um So obviously to me this Rollins versus Riddle match is probably just a filler until Cody returns Um, There there hasn't been much of a build-up to this match. Like I said, Riddle versus Rollins. Um, Riddle has been injured through most of this feud. So there hasn't been much of a story being told. Um, They've had their brawls in the beginning of SmackDown and so on. But other than that, I think due to Riddle's injury, there's not really much to talk about. But I do expect this feud to go on past Clash the Castle being that there really hasn't been much of a story being told, and they are probably waiting on Cody Rhodes to return so that Rhodes and Rollins can continue their feud. So if they can continue the Rollins versus Riddle feud until Cody returns, assuming he returns soon, would make sense. So I'm giving this one to Rollins. Um, Which, which this match could go either way, you know. Riddle could take it. <coughs> Excuse me, Riddle. Riddle could take this match and win. You know, um, but that's just my prediction. I either this match can go either way. You know, um, I do expect it to be a, a decent match as both Riddle and Rollins are very good. Rollins always puts on some five star matches. You know, we've seen what he did with Cody. We've seen what he did when he was the world champion over the years. He's a great heel. I do enjoy this heel character. You know, at first, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Um, but it's much better than his Messiah gimmick. You know, before he was this uh, flashy suit-wearing Seth Rollins, he was the Monday Night Messiah, and that gimmick was horrible. It wasn't over. Um, as much as they tried to get the gimmick over, it just it didn't work. So... I am enjoying this character, and like I said, I wasn't before. You know, It took a while for me to warm up to this character, this new version of Seth Rollins. But I, I do like it. I do like the mind games he pulls with his opponents. I, you know, I do like his mic skills. And like I said, when his in-ring work is great. We've seen the matches he put on with Cody Rhodes recently. You know, We want to see a third match, and I, I assume we will see that soon. But as far as Riddle versus Rollins, I did say Rollins, but the more I think about it, this match can go either way. So I'm going to say draw with this one because, you know what, I, I honestly don't know who's going to win this. I, I want to say Rollins, but there there is a chance Riddle could could win it too. You know. But either way, I do expect him to further this feud past Clash of the Castle. I don't think this is the first time we will see these guys wrestle. So, for Riddle versus Rollins, I'm saying it's draw. You know, what, are, what is your opinion on this, guys? Who do you think is going to walk out the winner? Is it Riddle or Rollins? Give me your thoughts. Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, next up, guys, we got Bianca Belair, Miss Bliss. And yes, I'm calling her Miss Bliss. If you heard my recent episodes, you know why. Miss Bliss and Oscar. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start over. All right. We have Bianca Belair, Miss Bliss, and Oscar versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Now, for all of you that know, Bailey returned with Dakota Kai and Io Sky forming a stable this is their first match since becoming a stable so obviously they want these 3 to look strong bianca blair, oscar and miss bliss they can take a loss um obviously we are probably going to get bayley versus bianca soon so making bayley look strong in this match and look make these this stable look good Definitely makes sense in my opinion. You know, they want to build Bailey back up. You know, she's missed a lot of action. She is one of WWE's top heels. And to make this stable look dominant, you know, you have to have these three go over. You have to make these th- these three look good. And having Bliss and Asuka involved, I think makes this make sense. Um honestly. Having Bliss and Oscar in this match to me is a little upsetting to be honest too because I did want them as finalists in the tag team division as I feel like they could be doing more with both, both Bliss and Asuka. Um It seems like Alexa Bliss hasn't been used properly. You know, we've, we've seen Vignettes for her in the past you know, therapy sessions. Ever since coming to Monday Night Raw, she hasn't really been doing much. She still has the Lily doll, but really... I mean, that's that's kind of a lost cause. There's no... She just walks around with the doll. There's no involvement. Um, she seems back to her old character. She's no longer the darker fiend gimmick type woman anymore. Um, so I don't know if they will ditch the doll. You know, I don't know if she'll go back to you know, the goddess version of herself... I don't know if they'll have further plans. So that's another reason why I say uh, that Bliss and Asuka taking a loss really isn't a bad thing because I feel like, you know, this is singles competition. This isn't – you know, it's not singles competition. It's a a tag team match. And I feel like they have bigger plans for both Bliss and Asuka. I'm hoping they have plans for Bliss and Asuka. You know, um, Asuka especially. You know, Asuka's been out with an injury and returned recently, you know, um, just like Bailey. And Asuka was one of the top females in NXT. And then coming to the main roster, you know, she was undefeated. So give these two females, you know, their due, you know. Put them in its singles division, you know. Get, get them up there again, especially Alexa Bliss, you know. she's a All that stuff she did with Bray Wyatt, you know, she was up there. She was getting a major push, and, and she put so much effort into that character. And now she's back, and now they're doing nothing. But that's why I feel they paired her with Bianca in this match. Is because they know that Bliss and Oscar can take, can take this loss. They want to make Bailey look strong. They want to make Dakota Kai and Io Sky look strong. They want to make this stable look good. And they want to build towards Bailey versus Bianca. So this all makes sense. So for this match, I am picking Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky to win. Um... And like I said, they'll build towards Bayley versus Bianca, which should be an exciting match. As you all know, I'm a big fan of Bianca Blair. I've always said she'd be one of the top female competitors in WWE whenever she first came to the main roster. I always knew there was something special about her. She's strong. She's athletic. And you know I'm glad to see where she's at. As for Bayley, I'd like to see her you know, bounce back. She is one of the top heels. I like Bailey. I think she can work as a babyface and a heel. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of her when she was a babyface. I do like her heel work. You know, I think that she shines as a heel. I I do think she should stay a heel for a while. Um, I, I think she plays it so well. When you look back at her other gimmick, you know, the hugger gimmick this friendly baby face and then you see her as a heel you don't realize how good she is until she turns into that heel character and she cuts the promos you know she can talk she can do all this and we you know i don't think a lot of people realize that when she's a baby face so i definitely think that uh this is going to be an exciting feud when they finally do go at it and i do think this will be one of bianca's top feuds aside from her and becky lynch You know, speaking of Becky Lynch, there's a possibility she can get involved in this match. Maybe costing Bailey um, the match itself. You know, who knows? There's always the possibility of interference in these type of matches. And with with uh, Becky Lynch being injured and taken out by Bailey and her stable, that would also make sense. But, um, but, yes, they are building toward Bailey versus Bianca, and it's exciting. And I can't wait. But I think this is a good match put together. I, I do think this will be an exciting match. Um, and I'm excited for it. So we'll see what happens. But, yes, I do believe these women are top competitors. And it's going to be good. Speaking of top competitors, next up we have Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Now, in my previous episode, I said fans were turning on Liv Morgan, and it definitely seems that way. Liv Morgan went from being one of the top babyfaces in the company, the top female competitors that everybody loved, and now it seems like people are turning on her. And now she is going up against one of the baddest heels in the female division. Or should I say she was once one of the baddest hills in the female division because her booking has been shit lately. Shayna Baszler. Now Baszler, Shayna Baszler to me should be at least a two-time women's champion. When she first came to the main roster, she was dominant. This woman's booking was insane, and she was great. You know, she looked like the next Ronda Rousey. She was booked as a dominant heel. She kind of reminded you of Victoria, you know, and Victoria was a WWE. And I think, you know, some females actually compared her to Victoria. But she she looked great in the ring. She was dominant, you know, and now her booking... It's just not the same. I, I remember she was with Nia Jax at the time, whatever. I used to say, you know, Shayna Baszler shouldn't be in the tag team division. She should be a singles competitor. Well, now she is finally getting a title shot. And what better way to make Liv Morgan look like a baby face and get the fans on her side than beating Shayna Baszler? But if this match is booked anything like Liv Morgan versus Rousey at SummerSlam... Then I expect the fans to turn on with Morgan even more. You know, the booking at SummerSlam, Ronda Rousey versus with Morgan was a total waste of time, Um, and that's part of the reason why the fans have turned on with Morgan. It's it's not just that match, but it's the promo she cut. I think it was the night after Friday Night SmackDown, you know, she was basically saying, yeah, I tapped, but I won that match. And I think that promo turned the fans on with Morgan, you know, and I th- I think WWE just they pushed her too quickly. They put the title on her too quickly. You know, uh, she won the money in the bank ladder match and immediately she got the title and all in the same night and I I feel like they've done that way too quick. The fans might have thought they're ready, but I don't think anybody was ready for it, you know. They should have built her up as a babyface. And when you think about it, when you think of Viv Morgan's booking and her up and down booking that she's had, you know, she really hasn't been built up as a baby face. You know, she's loved by the fans, but WWE they didn't really build her up as they should have. So I feel that this is WWE's way of making Viv Morgan look good. The WWE's way of you know, righting their wrongs in with Morgan. I expect Baszler to be dominant in this match, much like Rousey was in her match. What I'm worried about is the finish. You know, will they book Liv Morgan to look like a solid champion and actually beat Shayna Baszler without tapping out or, you know, something happening? Or will we see the same type of booking at SummerSlam? I would hope not. Um, As for Baszler, you know, she could take this loss. She's taken plenty of losses. Um, They obviously want to make Liv Morgan look good. And Shayna Baszler has put over several names over the last few years. I'm hoping that one day Shayna Baszler gets a a big push and becomes a real champion. But, you know, Liv Morgan, WWE, they still see her as a top star. She deserves this and I'm still a Morgan fan, regardless of what people think. I do think they pushed her too soon. Yes, I was excited for her push. Yes, I was excited when she won. But you can't force these you can't force these people on us, you know. Well Much like Roman Reigns, when they when Roman Reigns was the top baby face, nobody was ready for it because Roman Reigns was forced down our throat. With Liv Morgan, I don't think it's the case. I I think it was the booking from SummerSlam. I think it was the promo they had her cut. But Liv Morgan, to me, is probably still loved by some fans. I think this is a good way of um, wronging their rights, you know, or righting their wrong, excuse me. Um, But if, if this is their way of putting Liv over and making Liv look good and getting the fans back on her side, then I'm all for it. You know, maybe... The fans will warm up to her and we we could get, you know, the lovable baby face in with Morgan that we know. That the fans love again. So I do think this booking makes sense. Um There's also interference there could be interference with Ronda Rousey. We've seen Ronda Rousey get arrested that one night on SmackDown. So I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. Um I I do expect Wave Morgan well not Wave Morgan, but I do expect Rousey to maybe get involved in some way. Maybe cost Basil the match, um, setting up Wave Morgan versus Ronda Rousey too. As much as I don't wanna see that match, I expect that match to happen. Um But it is what it is. But I do expect Liv to go over, making her look good, leading to Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Whatever pay-per-view they decide. So, for this match, I'm picking Liv Morgan. Okay, guys, last but certainly not least, we have the main event. We have the undisputed universal champion, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, versus the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. This feud, to me, could go down any way. And when I mean any way, I mean Roman Reigns could retain, which to me is unlikely. There could be interference. McIntyre could win. You know, it, it's it, anything could happen in this match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, guys. You know, Roman Reigns has been... Booked insane. He is about to be celebrating two years of becoming world champion, which is insane. It's insane to think it's already been two years since he beat the fiend Bray Wyatt and became champion. Roman Reigns has been dominant, he's been the dominant heel that people love. You hear the cheers every time they see him. You know, Roman Reigns. Is finally that top star that WWE wanted. Now it's been rumored for the last several months that Roman Reigns is supposed to take time off, and that and that they want to split the belts back. You know they want to put one belt on Raw, one belt on SmackDown, which makes sense. Um, as you know, the draft is coming up soon, and everything else. New stars are coming in, such as Karrion and Cross. You know we have Austin Theory. They could also get involved the rumors of Bray Wyatt, which I will get into later. Um, This match can go either way. I'm excited for this match. Um, I don't know. My gut tells me McIntyre might win this. Something tells me McIntyre might go over. But something also says Roman Reigns is going to walk out as champion. But there's also something that tells me that Theory's going to get involved and there's a possible cash-in. But you got to put it in consideration that you know, the bloodline can get involved stopping Theory, you know, costing McIntyre the championship, Roman Reigns picks the win up, you know, a, a lot can happen. There's also Karrion Cross who could uh, get involved. You know, he's part of the storyline, too. So, to me, this match is going to be exciting, you know, it's it's unpredictable. Back then, before Triple H took over, you know, and Vince McMahon was still running things, you know, these main events were predictable, you know, he basically seen what was going to happen before it happened. But with Triple H running things, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I definitely expect this one to be exciting, you know, like I said, Clash to Castle is rumored to be exciting. So... Much like the match of Riddle versus Rollins, I, I'm expecting Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre to be, to go either way, you know, because a lot could happen in this match. There's so much uh, scenarios. There's so much uh, that can happen. You can have Theory get involved in cash in. We can have Karen Cross cost McIntyre the matches they were teasing McIntyre versus Cross. They were teasing Roman Reigns versus Karen Cross. You know, you just don't you don't know what's going to happen. But in my in my own, like I said, I want to say Reigns, but I, you know, I want to say McIntyre as much as I think McIntyre deserves this win. Um, and I said before, you know, Karen Cross versus Reigns, it makes sense. But when you think about McIntyre's history of being in WWE and all the years he's worked, and when he was champion during the pandemic, you know. He really didn't get the the run he deserved, you know. It wasn't in front of the fans. It just didn't feel like a championship run. And he was championed multiple times during the pandemic era. And it it, 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 it it he didn't seem to go over as a babyface champion. And I think a lot of it was because of, you know, the pandemic, you know, not having fans. So I think if they're going to make McIntyre the champion and give him the, the run he deserves, I think it should be in front of the fans. I think WWE should do it right. And I think he would definitely deserve it. McIntyre, like he said, in the vignettes, the promos, building up to Clash the Castle, you know, he said he was released. He came back. He came back stronger. Back then, he was the chosen one. He got fired, you know. All this stuff has happened with him. But now he is in that top position. Now he is ready. He is back, and... He's here to take out uh, Roman Reigns, but then you look at Roman Reigns and you think, you know, Roman Reigns versus Karrion Cross would be a, a dream match. You know, that's that's kind of the match that everyone wants to see. As WWE has been teasing that as well, you know. Um, They're keeping us guessing, guys. They're doing great and just keeping our minds wandering. You know, like I said before, all this could have been predicted in a Vince McMahon wrestling, in a Vince McMahon WWE, you know, but now it's Triple H's world. You know, now Triple H is taking over, so now we have no idea what's going to happen. Roman Reigns could walk out as champion. Roman Reigns, you know, could go on to defeat McIntyre and face Karen Cross. As that would make sense as well, but you also got to keep in mind, Theory still carries that briefcase and can cash in any time. You know, obviously, Theory having that briefcase means he, you know, he's he's going to cash in eventually. We just don't know when. Um, we've seen him try to cash in at SummerSlam; it didn't go as planned. He still holds the briefcase, so we definitely know he can get involved somehow and cash in. Um. So which means that Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, whoever wins, and theory, cashes in, it doesn't matter. Um, theory could possibly walk out as double champion, which I don't feel that's WWE's plan. Um, obviously, you know, that was Vince's guy. You know, that was a Vince McMahon guy. It is rumored that Triple H is very high on Austin Theory. But to see him face the likes of Karrion Cross or McIntyre, Roman Reigns in singles competition, it just doesn't seem right. Um, yes, he is a breakout star, yes he is very talented, but it is too soon to push him as a top star. Um I just very too soon, you know. I still see Roman Reigns as their top guy. And if they're going to have anybody dethrone Reigns and give a push, it should be McIntyre. If they need a monstrous heel, it should be carrying cross, you know that there's a, there's a lot that could happen. So I don't really see, even if theory does cast,ing I don't see it being successful. Um, so much that could happen. There's also the possibility, guys, and I know this is a is a stretch that I'm about to say it. I know it. it it's a lot that could be said. Um, Bray Wyatt returning. There's also there's been a lot of rumors about Bray Wyatt returning at Clash the Castle. Um, I for one don't know. It's rumored that he could return. It's been rumored for weeks that he's back in WWE. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know what to expect. You know. We we've, we've seen Johnny Gargano return. We've seen all these names return under Triple H, Dexter Loomis, uh, I mean, Karrion Cross. And with this being a pay-per-view event, which is being a big event rumored like Cash the Castle, I, I, I could expect big returns. So, you know, we could finally see Bray Wyatt back in WWE as he was released last year in July. You know, wrongfully released. Wrongful, excuse me, wrong wrongful. Wrongly released. I I can't say that word. Wrongfully released. There, I finally got it. Took me a while. Little tongue twister. He should have never been released. And it it shouldn't have happened. You know, he, he was one of their top guys. One of their top stars. But anyways, guys. Enough of Bray Wyatt. If he returns, he returns. If not, then we'll just have to wait, as we have been for months, which is fine. But Roman Reigns versus McIntyre, I want to say McIntyre, and, I'm, and i am you know what? I'm going to go with McIntyre. I'm not completely sure on this one, but I'm just going to say McIntyre and hope I'm right. Because I do feel like we will get Karen Cross versus Drew McIntyre eventually. As they probably want to keep Karen Cross heel. Which Roman Reigns can take his time off. You know, he's been champion for two years. So having McIntyre win would make sense. Um, giving Roman Reigns some time off. As he has worked every pay per view, he's been on every Friday night. Um, champion for two years, you know give the guy some time off it makes sense so I'm picking McIntyre for this last match hoping Theory don't cash in but who knows I do expect this match to be a great match um they're both very good I'm a, I'm a big fan of McIntyre to be honest I'm not a big fan of McIntyre's babyface baby face I do like McIntyre as a heel but McIntyre is doing well he seems to be over with the crowd and Roman Reigns he's the heel but he's the heel we all love so this is going to be good i do expect this match to be um I, I do expect something to happen in this match at the end whether it's a surprise return or some interference um i don't know but i don't expect this match to be just a simple one on one match and it's over you know i expect there to be interference or a big return or something to happen to keep fans, you know, excited and going home happy. So, you know, we got to keep in mind, guys, this is Triple H's show now. You know, anything can happen. And being that this is the first pay-per-view that Triple H is running, you know, I expect big things. We've seen a lot of excitement on Raw and SmackDown. Imagine what the first pay-per-view is going to be like. This is going to be exciting, and I'm actually excited to watch it. Um, WWE is bouncing back. and WWE is doing great. I th- I think at this point they are actual competition for AEW. I think AEW knows that, and they're doing their best to step their game up. Um, I do think AEW is putting on decent shows. Um, we've seen CM Punk versus Moxley. We've seen CM Punk get squashed, which was shocking. Uh, Moxley, you know, won that match. I do think they are selling this. I don't think CM Punk is injured. I think CM Punk will return, setting up Moxley versus Punk 2, and so on. But I do think, like I said, I think AEW knows WWE is, is competition right now. But I do think that AEW is doing just fine just the way they are. Um, I, for one, love both shows, AEW and WWE. And, you know, I, I talked a lot of bad things about WWE in the past you know I said about how the product was still how it was repetitive and I've said a lot of negative things about WWE but I really think that they are bouncing back and they're doing well and giving us several weeks of good shows so it's exciting to be a wrestling fan you know we have two shows competing against each other you know trying to be that top show but I for one like them both and I enjoy it so I'm all here for it guys but that is my predictions for Clash to Castle. We still have a week away. There could be, you know, a few matches added on, as I'd imagine. You know, um, I expect the New Day to, to face the Viking Raiders at Clash to Castle. I expect that to be added on, with the Viking Raiders going over, um, if that does happen. As I'm a big fan of the Viking Raiders, I think they're doing great. I, like I've said, I, I, I said that the New Day should split up at this point. You know, I really would like to see Kofi as a singles competitor. And many people disagree with that. They think the New Day is a good stable. And me and Mr. Richardson, we uh, actually are going to be doing a debate soon on regards on whether the New Day should split up. So that'll be exciting. I do We do plan on doing that episode on my podcast. And I will be hopping on their podcast with the Fandalorians. We've discussed it before, so... Whenever they set a date, I will be hopping on there. But yes, expect Mr. Richardson to appear on my podcast again. And it will be an exciting episode. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Those are my predictions for Clash of the Castle. Tune in this Saturday to find out what happens. Um, it's going to be an exciting episode, guys. But take care. And I will see you guys next Monday. Have a nice day. God bless and good night.